Kriel Patterson like grabbing some shanks, gentlemen here. And he quote, and I quote, "I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face." <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school, I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half, and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slurp this down. Why are you give me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. All right. Woo! We're moving up in the world now, eh? New intro. German Euro music. Down the Autobahn. All right. Woo! I love that beat, man. Yeah, man. Play that beat again here, Eagle, please. If you can. There we go. There it is. Ready? Hey, we can. Look at that. How can you not just do this the entire time? All right. Yeah. I want to eat that banana now. You want to eat the banana now? A big thank you, though. A big thank you for those who produced the beat. Uh, Peasler. So DJ uh, Judgment worked on it for us. Judgment Day is here. I like it. It's very well done. All right. Huge fan. Episode See, 5. I can't stop. <laughs> Neither can Eagle, I. Turn it off, man. Fuck. All right. We'll play randomly throughout the show. <laughs> All right. Episode 5 of uh, Hot Sauce Sports. How about this, Eagle? Anytime someone's really awkward... You interrupt us with that music, so we change topic, yeah. and, we, and I just start dancing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I hate that intro. That it's like the, it's like shooting lasers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's wrong with lasers? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Episode five. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, IG, Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook Live. Where else are we on now? Spotify. Spotify. Yes. Spotify. A- Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Man, look at everywhere. Everywhere. Steve Jobs. Look out! We're coming up there. I mean, the most downloaded show. In the Steve Jobs empire. Wait, does Steve Jobs have a show? No, but the Steve Jobs empire of the Apple. Oh, of his own empire. Yeah, of his own empire. Oh, also be weird to get a podcast because you know, not alive. No, he isn't. May God rest. God rest his soul. From beyond the grave. That would that would be a great name for his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) From beyond the grave. (laughs) With oh boy. Uh, Anyway, uh, Pizzi Delarisi. Better than the Bill Gates of hell. Uh, Duke in the uh, saddle and Eagle in the perch as we are week five or episode number five as the holidays are now in full force. Uh, boys, have you started your, your Christmas shopping or your Hanukkah shopping I'm or your done. holiday shopping? Well, Hanukkah's done, Mo. Well, anyway, I'm saying perhaps... Have you started the shopping for it? Yes. No, yes. I have not. Okay. Uh, Christmas, yes, absolutely. And I hate uh, candles. No? Yeah. Why? Candles yeah. are amazing. What? Candles are amazing. They are, but I Only hate if them. you don't have electricity. No, I mean you get those scented ones there. Yeah, ice cream flavor. No, I got this one. It was called bubble gum. Oh, not bubble gum. Sorry, but something rum eggnog. I think it was bubble rum eggnog. Amazing. So we, we have one now that's snickerdoodle. And I would say, when I was single, my house never smelled like snickerdoodle. <laughs> also, the hell's a snickerdoodle? Look it up, please, Eagle. Eagle? What is a snickerdoodle, please? Please find that out immediately. It's the shit that a Snickers makes. Yeah, so what I had after eating the hot pepper. (laughs) Yo, you got to pay a debt tonight. I know. You got to pay a debt tonight. Yes, you do. Do you guys ever fear burning down your house when you have candles on? Yeah. Because I have like a life threatening. I have like a life fear. Come in like a casing, so it's impossible. But no, sometimes there's ignorance. So I have an OCD. I'm like, no. No one's in the room. I blow out the candle. I'm coming back in five minutes. Nope, nope. Blow out the candle. No, it's true. <laughs> like you can't. You're still in the room. You still blow it out? No, and honestly, never out. leave it unattended. A cat no, can knock you, it down. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, also, don't have pets. Is the other yeah, yeah, that's one thing. The other dog, moral of the story. Squirrel. Except Anything. for my cat. She's awesome. What's your cat's name? Pippa. Good story. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Exciting stuff here. Let's dive in now. So Duke looks like he's constipated shooting a gun off over here. Are you okay there, Duke? The constipated shooting yes, a gun off. Yes, good. Okay, go. good. All right, so uh, headline number one, uh, a, a very eventful uh, week of the NFL and how it was on Sundays. Some excitement as PZ 
was at a climax of what he saw at 4.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So the Rams lose, the Pats lose, and the Steelers lose all in ugly fashion. Gentlemen, who are you more worried about now at this point of the season going into the last three games or four games for some of these teams? Well, for someone to lose to the Miami Dolphins <laughs> is not. So, but I also want to dive into that for a second. Why would you put Gronk back there? So, like, if it's a huge advantage to have someone tall defending the pass, then it would be a huge disadvantage not to have, have someone tall. So that means your regular corners can't defend deep passes normally throughout the game? They can. Oh, wait, they can. So why would you? No, you took out, they take out linebackers. Okay. Or D-line. Well, they well why don't you just add defensive, defensive backs who can tackle, who can corner, who can... Who can cover people? Who can do all the things? Also, how is Ryan Tannehill going to throw the ball sixty nine <laughs> yards? Well, they, also, did, did Gronk let Kenyon Drake score because it would be a sixty nine yard touchdown? Nah, that's very le- that's well. That's he more is plausible. known for the US STD, uh, Gronkowski, but they took out McCourty for him, and that was uh, like it was mismanaged by the uh, Patriots through and through. The, I don't the, think so. That was a freak play. But the Tin Man was as a Dolphins fan, yeah. I would say it was perfectly managed <laughs> by the Patriots. Screw you guys! It was but glorious. That that actually altered a lot of fantasy playoff matchups. The Kenyon Drake, of play. course, yeah. But, for but sure. the Tin Man, Rob Gronkowski, looked like a like he looked like he's rusted. He couldn't move out yeah, there. Oh, I need there. to get there, and I can't tackle him. And yeah, he, he was fell lost. flat he on his face. So, what's affecting Ben Roethlisberger more? The early onset diabetes or the massive amounts of hits he's taking? Because he's uh, he just generally looks unhealthy at all times. He's always he's for sure always banged up. I mean, he, but he's always he always plays through his injuries, and he's never really given his body enough time to rest. He's lost a lot of weight though, so maybe that maybe that's going to help him. But uh, at the end of the day, he's he's just getting old. Well, I think what it comes down to for that Steeler team, they they thrive and they die on drama. Yeah. And you look at that game, you don't have James Conner. That hurts the run game, right? Uh, Big Ben gets cracked early on by the Raiders. And I think everyone left that same angry. Raider fans left angry because Niners had won that football game. They could have had the number one pick. Now, now they're three-hole for the draft order. Pittsburgh leaves upset because we said it before, guys. They play down or play up to competitions. And in this case, this was a terrible loss for the Steelers now at 7-5-1, holding yeah. on by threat to the four spot. And with the big game against the Patriots on Sunday, um, I don't know, perhaps this might be uh, the nightmare ending that no one thought would happen a month ago, which is happening now. Which would make who win the division, Baltimore? And Baltimore is only uh, a game back now. And but where's Cleveland now? Cleveland is games back? F- uh, two back, but they can't catch Pittsburgh because of the tiebreaker the scenario. Tiebreaker. Yes. So, man, if they blow this... It's uh, it's pretty bad because then you'll see Baltimore, who hasn't had a really consistent quarterbacking all year, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it just goes to show that you know the NFL man. If you're in a division where if you have locker room issues, if you have uh, if you don't if you don't beat the teams that you should beat, quote unquote, like Cleveland or whatever the case may be, then you're gonna get fucked, and, and that's what's happening in the NFC East. Now it's happening in the AFC North. But given as thoroughly mediocre as their defense has been. Given the fact that Ben has still these magical moments, but A, always looks like he is going to spend a lot of his retirement sitting on a couch. Like, Broken he's, down. He's not going to move a lot when he's no, retired. For sure not. Um, may, like maybe, oh, he's like prime candidate for segue. <laughs> yes, Duke. He'll probably break it. So who has a tougher remaining schedule? I'll give you both scenarios. Mm-hmm. We have the Steelers, who will be playing the Patriots, followed by the Saints, and then they, they end the season um, in Cincinnati, whereas the Baltimore or the uh, Baltimore is looking to to uh, to play bu- uh, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, and the Browns. So the butt end of the NFL schedule right. for the Buccaneers, Browns. Yeah, no, the Bucks are a win. They both. They yeah. both. I mean, they're all three of them. They each should finish two and one. I, well, oh, sorry, uh, not the Ravens. The Ravens the, should go one and two. No, Pittsburgh has the Saints, Pats, and Bengals. Yeah, so two and one. But you're playing a, a Saints team that can. I think the Saints should be down like twenty nothing, and they can just make it a game out of it and win yeah. by forty. I think the Steelers can beat the Pats. I don't think they'll beat the Saints, but they're both coming off losses, right? I mean, I it's guess. you know, I think the games in Foxboroughs are not this week. Uh, Pittsburgh and uh, New England. Also, then the Saints just yes. lose to the Cowboys. It's like it's, no, it's in Pittsburgh. You, it's Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. I beg your pardon. So <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yes, they're playing somewhere. They're somewhere, yeah, with fans. They're uh, playing and, at Percival. Yes, Percival. Anyway, but. <laughs> But the thing is, though, gentlemen, and I'll, I'll ask you this question. If you had to suffer a loss like these three teams did, uh, Pittsburgh on the last play, fourth down, to Derek Carr, who has no one to throw to but like a bunch of CFL receivers, uh, Kenyon Drake's run right by the Tin Man, 
or you look at how it all played out for the Rams and how they were literally trained up and down by a ferocious Bears defense. Would you rather lose in the cold like the Rams or lose how the Patriots lost or even how the Steelers lost? I, well, think, the, I think the Patriots lost is the worst one for me. Well, but you can excuse that because that's the exact moment that Gronk begun his hangover from the night before in Miami. <laughs> but um, in all honesty, I, I think the Rams pose a serious concern Sorry, the, the Rams lost pose a serious concern for them because if they face a team with a tough defense, and they may have to face the Bears on their way to the Super Bowl. Um, it'll be in L.A., though. They don't have to go back to Chicago. Fair, but that defense is still good regardless of where they're playing. I worry about Mitch Trubisky, though. I mean, the Bears' defense were was phenomenal. They were a Hamelin Listen, he'll, he's been productive. Cohen can throw the ball, apparently. Yeah, they, everyone can throw that they, football. Block they have the strangest, <clears throat> ugliest, worst offense to watch by far. But it's working, and that defense is allowing for it to work. I just want to say, beginning of the year, I predicted the Bears to win the division. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you predict. How about all the other predictions you got wrong? Yeah, but I like to point out the ones right, I got fair, right, though. Fair. Yeah, you know, Mark Sanchez will be a huge addition to the yeah, Washington Yeah, I did not say that. 30.3. Play back to tape, Hugo. Play back. We Epis- have the episode even. fucking two. <laughs> yeah, that's way back from like 10 years ago. <laughs> it does feel so long ago. We were so young and innocent back then. No, never, <laughs> never. Speaking of innocence, uh, flipping the finger. Um, so the Vikings, uh, awful game on Monday night, primetime. They get skunked by the Seahawks 21. So Mike Zimmer fires John DeFilippo, hence the flipping the finger, uh, the OC. And now the question is, do the Vikings recover in time? They're holding the sixth spot at 6-6-1, six, six and one, gentlemen. Do they hold on to be your wildcard team going into the January playoffs, yes or no? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so because if you fire your OC at this point, it's because it hasn't been working. And what are you going to bring in so far that wasn't that's going to that's going to work now? So De Filippo is a renowned offensive coordinator. Yeah. Apparently, the issue is it was just a bad fit, and with Cousins, I guess. With well, no, with, with, with what Mike Zimmer wants to do. Mike Zimmer, yeah, Mike Mike Zimmer wants to be a run-heavy team, play-action heavy team. Dinosaur in- offense. Instead, uh, De Filippo was throwing the ball over the field. I don't know if it fits. Uh, because the style of play, then it's easier to get rid of a coach than an eighty-four million dollars. But it's the second time he's got rid of an OC in the last three years. No Turner two years ago, midway through the year, and now DiFilippo. So That's it's true. a bit of an issue here for Mike Zimmer to say, is he still going to be the head coach in twenty nineteen? And if anybody fits that mold of the run pass shit, is North Turner. Yeah, the um, considering guys were like things that are bad matches together. Like the first thing that came to mind for me was. A preacher being married to a prostitute, <laughs> like that's kind of what that was. You have you have a similar Who's the prostitute, a bad what? Sorry, who's the prostitute? Um, what what's is there like a famously terrible one? Like Mar- in terms Manson? of like a the, the like dog a from uh, I mean Marilyn, Ch- Marilyn Manson, not Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's wrong with Marilyn Monroe. Also, yeah, she she's, she's a hooker. prostitute. Yeah, she's a hooker. I mean, I think it was yes, yeah, huh? um, of course. So, she was a hooker. if you're the Jets today. How happy are you that you, that that Kirk Cousins didn't accept a ninety million dollar contract? Eighty four guaranteed. Oh, Kirk Cousins is a good fucking quarterback, man. Kirk Cousins is a above average NFL quarterback, yeah. and there are not many of those. He's marginal in the most important games. That's what it comes. Yeah, to that's true. That's what the point. We but like that. the thing is, they said Tony Soprano, the late Tony Soprano, who passed away in July, was the buffer with Zimmer and DiFilippo. So the question is now: Oh, DiFilippo was in the mob. Perhaps yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So who do you blame now? Do you do you blame Mike Zimmer? Yeah. Yes. Do you blame He's the Michael Imperioli. It's Sparano. Sparano. Uh, do you blame uh, Kirk Cousins or do you blame uh, Mike Zimmer of how this has been an underachieving year for the Vikings? How about injuries on the offensive line? Yeah, that's... that's and injuries to your running back who's Never having a clearly not healthy. The thing is, we all understand that football is an intensely physical game. These guys are physical freaks. I'm never going to judge the toughness of an NFL player. But the thing is, we look at guys, hey, he had a down year, and we forget he's coming off an ankle injury, yeah. and it takes some time to recover, especially when you're still getting smashed every <laughs> goddamn week. So the thing is, uh, it's clear to me, it's clear to me Dalvin Cook's not healthy. The issues on the offensive line are plaguing them right now. And so I just think it's, it's a bad circumstance for a new quarterback to come into the team to try and establish that playbook with him. And given all the circumstances, I just think it, it's a lot going uphill. I didn't think the Vikings were going to be very good no. this season because of all these circumstances to begin with. And their offensive line play has not been good over the last two or three years in general. Overall, their, their offensive line has never been their strong point. It's always been defense and then, and then a decent running game. Okay, um, But right now what's going on is that 
it's not that Kirk Cousins' fault. You knew what you're getting when you signed Kirk Cousins. And I'm not going to just blame Mike Zimmer either because he's one game away last year from being in the Super Bowl. Well, they were they were exhausted by the time they played Philadelphia. Yeah, and they played with a with a quarterback that's worse than Kaepernick in Case Keenum. So, I, so you're saying is he should be a starter? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, in retrospect, should the Vikings have kept Teddy Bridgewater? No, because he didn't. You know, it's sort of that that notion like we have a guy who isn't once isn't who he was before that injury, which is awful because he was yeah. really good for the Vikings. But I always feel like I think Teddy he was all right. I always felt like he never got enough time yeah. to develop. No. And like a full year, because in the NFL, it's you got to win now. There's very few teams that are like, okay, fuck it, we'll just sacrifice the season for the for the for the future. But they always want to win now. And Vikings were a team that wanted to win now. And I felt that, and, I fe- and it sucks that he never really got a fair chance. And I think he's probably learned a lot from Drew Brees now. Well, he's in a better spot right now. Much better spot now because he doesn't have to do anything and still get paid millions. But at the end of the yeah, day, Taysom Hill, meanwhile, is blocking punts. Yeah, blocking exactly. punts. He comes out there, take a couple of knees. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> fuck it. But the window is closing for the Vikings. This is a yeah, three-year window. There's one now, one year less of the window. They'll probably next year, maybe in two years from now. But look, the reality is a lot of these guys want to get paid. And Anthony Barr's due up for a contract. Uh, Kendricks is due up for a contract. Xavier Rose just signed a long-term yeah. deal. There's a lot of guys who are looking for dollars. And remember, you have Diggs and Thielen both getting or will get big-dollar deals as we speak. And nothing, nothing returns less value than a long-term contract on a cornerback. It's just diminishing returns as corners get older. But I will say, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, you're in this unique situation where you're not as good as the aging veteran quarterback in Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and you probably never will be, and you're not even as good an athlete as the guy below you on the depth chart in Taysom Hill. So, I mean, like he's got like he's got to feel like, what do I offer? I hope he's got like a great personality. He probably holds that clipboard very well, just Sturdy. like Mark Sanchez. I wonder. Well, but he might fumble into someone's butt. <laughs> might. I wonder if Mike Zimmer had a crystal ball, and say last year this time, and he looked into the future and saw what's going on today. Would he say, you know what, let me keep Case Keenum and not sign Kirk Cousins? I wonder if they would go back. And I don't know. That 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 I don't think so. Look at it. Look at Case Keenum's plays. All the plays that he. he I mean, he had to really rely on a bad. Had a bad decision by uh, the defensive back for the Saints. I forgot his name. Uh, Williams. Williams. That tried to tackle uh, Stephon Diggs there. That was a freak play. He just closed his eyes and threw it. That was his only touchdown he threw, and it was for the game winning uh, the game winning drive. I don't think they. Had, I, I just don't they think had any that confidence difference. in, in uh, Keenum. I, I think Kirk Cousins is a touch better, but I mean, Kirk Cousins. If you're better, not, neither of them are are the top grouping of elite quarterbacks or potentially no. elite quarterbacks in the league. Kirk Cousins is a is a is a worse version of Alex Smith. You know where he likes to check well, down. He, he, he melts down in the fourth quarter. He must not. I'm saying he's a worse version of Alex Smith. Yes, Duke. Uh, Case Keenum, his <laughs> his deal is only two years, twenty five million, fully guaranteed. Yeah. Well, the Broncos just need a stopgap. Yeah. In, until, in, they, until they find somebody. Until right? John Elway finds his next Peyton Manning, he'll probably bring back Peyton Manning in two years. You know, you're yeah, healthy, yeah. you're good to come. His arm can't be worse yeah. than it was. <laughs> Would Peyton Manning be a better option for the Vikings at quarterback than Kirk Cousins right now? No. You say yes, Eagle. No. Duke, you say what? No. You PC say what? Is Peyton Manning a better option at quarterback right now Absolutely than Kirk Cousins not. for the Vikings? Uh, no, he's not. No, come on. The guy hasn't played in three years. He can, and he was barely playing well his last two years. Yeah, Brock Osweiler got them to the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The so. so, I mean, Hall of Famer, yeah, great story, but no. Nah. Eagle thinks he's better. Anyway, uh, <laughs> headline number three, and uh, I assume this is supposed to be fight night, not flight night. Yes. <laughs> Could be flight night. It could be. What did we go with in, in the picture? Um, <laughs> obviously, fight night. Nice. Okay, good. I don't know if it was a flight in the night with a plane going overhead. It's also here. the wrong night. Knight. Mm. It's Knight. A Knight. Okay. Learn <laughs> to read, Mokan. I'm sorry. The K is in silent. Um, so, we look at this topic here. Uh, is there an issue with boxing when it comes to decisions, i.e. Tyson Wilder, uh, Shaq Finn from the yeah. Canadian Listen, perspective? For the show, Shaq Finn. He got hosed straight up with family the aggressor. Of the family of the show. Sorry? Family of the show. Hey, absolutely. The thing is, looking back on that fight, you see he absolutely was the aggressor the, the, aggressor the entire yeah. time. He won clear rounds to me. And it, it, it seems as though calling that a draw is, is Majority rewarding. Draw. Majority draw. Majority draw. Still, you, 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 you're, you're basically deciding to reward a guy who just stood back and allowed, allowed Shaq to control the fight, just didn't get knocked out. But you can't. You also can't. Like, I think Shaq won the fight too when I won the way I scored it. But I don't think that you can penalize a guy for being a counterfighter. That's his style. 
It's a uh, Darvisian style. I forgot to pronounce his name. Bredisian. 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 That's it. So I forgot. He, he's, he's more of a counter puncher. You know, he waited till Shaq come in. Maybe he wanted to tire Shaq out. He put a lot of weight on his shoulders. There's a lot of things that he was doing that were very that were very good. And if you look at it, I could see how some of the judges made of put it even because Shaq was so much the aggressor. But Bredisian's his counters. He was doing really well. And I think that Shaq alluded to this too on on his Twitter uh, on his Twitter handle is that. Yeah, he th- obviously he thinks he won the fight, and I mm-hmm. think he did too. But at the end of the day, he didn't do enough to win the fight, and neither did Bredisian. Well, it's like uh, I spoke to someone who was at the fight, and I asked him, like, how did he score it? And he's like, look, Shaq dominated, right? But he just couldn't find that knockout punch. Exactly. It's like you, you run a, the Hawaiian triathlon, yeah. and you get to the, to the last stage, and you just kind of burn out, so to speak, here, and you just don't finish where you're supposed it's to. It's not only that. Shaq is a power puncher. He's got a, he's a sick right hand. and well, He's learning to be a power puncher, though. Well, no, but he's still got one. He has knockout power. He's done it. A bunch yeah, of times. He's, he's do it about to me. 12 times. Can do it to me. He'll, uh, blow, he'll blow on you. Anytime. So the thing is, like, he, to me, again, he was, he was all over him. And you're saying, yeah, maybe he was trying to wear him out. He was getting, he was getting worn out. He was getting tired of kicking Bredesian's ass. <laughs> sure. Um, and, and you know what? Like, again, we have controversy with, with uh, Wilder and Fury from, uh, yeah. from a couple nights ago. I see the controversy. I mean, to me, it looked like. I think, it was, it's a I think it was a show. draw. I think it was a draw. I really do. And I, I, I explained this to Pease is that it's tough not to. Obviously, you give those two rounds, the ninth round, the twelfth round, ten eight. So then Wilder's up. Uh, if you just take those rounds, Wilder's up four rounds. Fury dominates pretty much every other round except for maybe one and six. What I probably would have given to Wilder. Some got a lot of people gave rounds six and seven to Wilder. Um, you can go both ways if you give those three rounds. And the two knockout rounds to Wilder, it's still a draw. The, the so there's no other rounds. He, so he won five out of the out of the out of the twelve. It's a draw. One thirteen, one thirteen. Uh, the heavyweight division, as we know, isn't how it once was. No, it'll never be that. Yeah. But but I just feel like boxing now. The storyline is that you try to stretch out those angles a few more pay per views or a few more yeah, events like, to like, get that. Hey, we'll keep this. Relevant for the next six the months. First Canelo, the, the first Canelo Triple G fight was a fucking shit show. And so this fight, the Wilder Fury fight, there was one judge that had a 115, 111 Wilder. That guy's dumb. He should never, he should never. 114, 112. 114, 112. He should, he should never judge a fight ever again. Uh, Canelo, and, Canelo and Triple G, their first fight, 100% was not a draw. It was not a draw. And they made it a draw because they knew they were going to fight again. And then they fought again. Canelo won, and it was you know it was close. But boxing is fucking rigged for the most part. But I don't think it was rigged in Shaq's fight. And I don't think it was rigged in the Wilder Fury fight. But don't you feel like um, the result kind of draws people into a in, into the it next? It keeps one? it relevant for the next six months. Right. That's yeah. the whole idea. Well, they made the they made about ten million dollars each. Now they're gonna make a hundred million dollars their second fight because it was such a good fight. But the like, fascination will be there in yeah. twenty eighteen. We're, we're still counting on like. Three crusty old dudes to judge yeah, a fight. I mean, and like, also the ten then ten point month system doesn't doesn't work. It's not. I, I feel like it's not a right way to judge a fight. Okay, so if you knocked him down, so Fury in the, in the twelfth round that he got knocked out in, he won. He went. He lost the round ten to eight to Wilder. He killed him the rest of the the rest of the round. Why mm. not make it a nine to nine? Yeah, you know what I mean. He would have to knock him down. So there's ways to to go about it, but the ten point month system the way they do it now is the only way they've ever known. And boxing is such an old school mentality that you can't fuck with the way they think or that you can't change anything. This is the way it is. The sweet science, that's it. And it just sucks that it's never going to change. Or maybe get a fifth judge in there. Or get like the the simulator from the Fight Night video game that does it automatically because <laughs> it's a machine. Copy box and we would simulator. And we would never <laughs> get a wrong <laughs> result. <laughs> and we would never deny it. The look as I said to you guys off for the best fighter right now in my book is Vasily Lomachenko. No, big time. Best fighter right now. For sure, best pound for pound fighter in Absolutely. the world. But he doesn't have any draw. Like I was saying, I was in Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. To, I went to watch the Knicks and Nets game. And walking was, by MSG and saw the Knicks and Nets. Oh, look no, at no, 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 I was with my friend. I was with my friend and he said, You want to go watch a Knicks game? I think they're playing. I said, sure. So we went. And then we walked into MSG and I see Lomachenko's name everywhere. I'm like, fuck, I forgot he was fighting. And I'm a huge fight fan. And I forgot he was fighting. Just to say, and he Some was in the theater. He was in the theater at MSG, and it holds like like two to three thousand people. That's not a draw. Well, it you know what draws? Because he's a great fighter. You know what draws balls? Balls draw people. Uh, whose balls are these? Kyler Murray, the now <laughs> newly minted Heisman Trophy winner. So we know he's drafted by the Oakland A's, uh, and can, he's, he's going to be the best football player in the MLB. 
well, he'll get four and a half million right away from the A's, yeah. and then he'll have to figure it out from there if he gets to an MLB roster in the next year or two. So, gentlemen, I asked you this question with Kyler Murray: uh, Does he pursue the 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 very boring sport of baseball, where he may never ever dabble more than 162 games in a year, or does he take the most popular sport with the ball in his hands and be the center focus of a sport that is loved by all in football? The one that leaves you with medical bills that you can't pay because the insurance stops paying for veteran NFL players, the one that has a shorter career span, and the one that has a salary cap where you ultimately earn less money if he's as good as we expect him to be. Baseball's the most obvious choice in the world. He's guaranteed if they're saying he's a first round guy, he's guaranteed at least thirty million, depending yeah. on where he goes. Yeah, so, so in the NFL, right away, right. So that's more than the four and a half he'll get. From of course, Oakland. but long the run, A's. there's more money in baseball, yeah. right? And if there is, if you're but a star, what's the odds be the of Because Jeff Scott Samarja? Boris, Scott Boris will get him thirty million in one year. The new commissioner of MLB, Scott Boris. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, that's the thing is to me, it's just it's it's hard to tell a guy, hey, go away from. Um, a sport that you think you can play at a high level, where you could th- you think you could play longer and make more money, I'm never going to judge you guy for doing that. I think it'll be baseball. If I honestly, if I had the choice, if I wasn't so gifted, and <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if if podcasting wasn't so yeah lucrative. exactly yeah if it wasn't so lucrative, uh, I would for sure pick baseball. Well, look at Troy more, lo- more right? longevity, more money. Uh, well, Troy Tulowitzki got thirty eight M's to leave Toronto. Yeah, exactly. I mean, more money, by the way, than Kyler Murray would have made to play in the NFL as a first round pick. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. so that, that's the thing, though, right? I mean, Murray loves baseball, but he hasn't been a full time commit to the sport in the last three, four years because of football. Yeah. And, and the infatuation of him is that look, you play a glamorous position such as quarterback. What does he play in baseball? Uh, second base. Second base. The Mark Lemke position mm-hmm. or Jeff Blauser. Jeff can you, can you check that out for us, uh, Duke? Jeff Blauser, was he second base or was he shortstop? Jeff Blauser, thank you. Jeff Blauser was a second baseman. Yeah, there you go. So the Jeff Blauser. Yeah, exactly. Or Chuck Knobloch. Who can, the who Lionel that, DeShields. For that mental mean, breakdown. Couldn't make the throw. Knobloch. Jeff Knobloch. Kent. Jeff Kent. <laughs> Roberto Alomar. Man, so, baseball names were awesome in the 90s. <laughs> but like, so, um, to, like I said, to me, it just, it's, it's obvious, but you, you, it sounds like, Mo, you're saying you should play football. Because also, like you're saying, well, he hasn't committed. How hard is it to commit to baseball? Look at James Winston, You don't have to study film. You just catch the ball. You throw it the first. Well, look look at some other past examples, right? Chad Hutchinson. uh, Hold on. Sorry. um, The guy who played for Michigan, Drew. uh, Drew Hanson. Drew Hanson. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Drew Hanson. Got drafted by the Yankees. Who was number one over Tom Brady in the Michigan depth chart in 99. Yeah. Was taken by the Yankees, right? And he opted for baseball. And many thought, oh, he was going to be a better baseball player than football. He didn't plan on a baseball, and he failed in both sports at yeah. the end of the day, right? Well, so it's tough to come back into ba- into football after you. I think you, I feel like you can go from football to baseball pretty easy, but the transition is easier. Football, yeah. Yes, at Duke, Jeff Blauser, shortstop, played for so Mark Lemke was the played second. for the Braves and played for the the Cubs, uh, the Cubs yeah. two-time All-Star, World Series champion, and Silver Slugger. So I was talking with Mark Lemke, the second baseman. That's what I'm talking about, right? There, there's been past examples. Chad Hutchinson, another guy who played baseball and football, didn't yep. really pan out. Went baseball first and football second. Maybe the route is for him to go football first. Doesn't work out. You got baseball to land on Easier down the transition. road. Exactly. But in baseball, there's so many guys. With, are they going to take a chance on a guy who's taking a bunch of hits to his arm? Second base, man. I get it. But he's also Put a small DH. guy. He's not a big, he isn't No, a big he isn't. Frame. He's 5'9", I guess. Yeah, he's, he doesn't have a big frame. So I don't he's going to be playing in the NFL. He's going to be taking hits, man. That's the thing. Is like I don't think he's a slam dunk first-round pick either. No, he doesn't have the well, quote-unquote NFL measurable. That's what they said about Baker Mayfield, right? He, sh- he, shaped yeah, like that, he shaped like that guy who, who turned out to be okay, I guess, Drew Brees. You know, <laughs> so. No, he doesn't seem like a Drew Brees. He's, he's an athletic guy. I'm saying size-wise, oh, just size with measurables. No, but even Drew Brees is bigger than him. Drew, well, Drew Drew's lies five, about his height. Though. Yeah, five eleven, I think he is, or okay, five ten. Let's say so. Kyler Murray's about five nine, five ten. Let's five say they're the same nine. height. Drew, Drew Brees' also, height is like my weight on my license. Yeah, but he's also Kyler Murray's also built like these cameras, man. He's tiny. Yeah, but the Nobody evolution of the quarterback there. position, though, right? Yeah, the tripods. Can you see? Uh, I'll <laughs> think <laughs> about, <laughs> think <laughs> about it, though, right? Doug Flutie, yeah. when he came to the NFL in the eighties, back in the old uh, boy network, Flutie we don't take five foot eight quarterbacks to be our guy, right? Flutie today would be the most fascinating quarterback now with his style play. He would be injured. Yeah, yeah, be injured that too. I think that look. I think baseball is where he ends up, but football yeah. might be the first idea to see where he gauges Maybe. himself. But so. he'll, he'll be like a third-round pick, I think. I'll tell you one thing, though. Nick Stevens got those hungry dogs ready for his butt on uh, December 29th. Is he going to play, Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray will play, yeah, for play. sure. It's, it's college football playoff, man. That's true, that's true. Speaking yeah. of uh, no BS, the no BS with the Chicago Bulls as they had a players-only meeting earlier this week. Jim Boylan. Your boys. 
taking over for Fred Hoiberg. You're the, a Bulls fan, no? I am, yes. Wow. Uh, using the military approach of uh, coaching these professionals. So should they just tank the season and just move on from this whole situation and don't care for the year? And pit and uh, and fight for the um, fight for the number one pick? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. You hear, you're not going to win the East anyway. You can't come out of the East. Did you hear the uh, the most 1960s quote of all time where he, he said that he needed guys. To, I don't. Can someone give? Do can you get the quote exactly? That like he needs guys that if you're down by 56, they still want to win or something like that. It was, yeah. Why cool. would they be down by 56? I'm glad you're a you're a high school coach and you can make a motivational film with a, a motivational <laughs> speech in Central Bullock film. But like, it's it's not going to help Sandra you win Bullock? games in the NBA. No, because you because then you want these people losing by 56 to want to win when they know that all they're thinking about is what bar they're going to go to after, uh, going back home to their families, trying to stay healthy. And because they make millions, they're not going to care about a loss, like 100% loss. Sorry. Do you think they don't know they're a bad team? Oh, they oh, do you think they don't team. know yeah. they're less talented than they're everyone else? It sucks because it's Chicago Bulls have always been seen as like the team. Kind of no, they not the last always, 20 years. I mean, not the last 20 years, but I'm saying is that they've always had that kind of oh, it's Chicago Bulls, like some sort of respect, you know, regardless of who they put on the court. So it, it just sucks that they're, they're bottom It, it beats right these of Marcus Pfizer and... And many others <laughs> out there who played for this team, Jamal Tinsley and Tim oh, Floyd coaching this team here. Jamal but Tinsley was good. But it, it's fascinating because you look at the new age basketball player, the millennials now, and you see this hardcore uh, Stone Age head coach and Jim Boylan who's like, oh, I'm not going to change my ways. Yeah. We're going to be what we are. Yeah. You know, and it, imagine this is LeBron. Can't wait for me to be fired in 16 games. But this, imagine <laughs> this is LeBron, right? Let's say yeah. LeBron's in this position, Borberg gets canned, and they bring in Boylan. They get cracked again by Boston by mm-hmm. 85 million points. You know, what does LeBron say? Like, you're out of here too? Like, I mean, these guys, there isn't uh, uh, an alpha male that you're going to say, whoa, I got to respect this guy. Of course, yeah. The thing is, can't be as boring the, the, as the, the, Knicks. the best coaches in the NBA in 2018 realize that the players know they have more power than the, the, the administration yeah. in the NBA. And so the, they realized what we need to do is, I, you know, do the thing where I get in the face and yell at them. That's not always the best approach. It doesn't always work. What works instead is how do I manage them to put them in the best position for success? Yes, dude. So referring to uh, to Pop, Boylan said that he had a veteran established team that knew that they, what they wanted, knew that they knew the system. And in San Antonio, they had standards, standards of behavior, standards of play, and that they are establishing those. And they can't do that without practice. Yeah, they have fundamental players. Practice? Tim Duncan. Practice. Tim Duncan well, off practice. the glass, right? Mario Ginobili off the glass. They have fundamental players. Yeah, and so now, like now, who in the last 20 years has wanted to play in San Antonio? Because they just lost a superstar. Yeah. So it's not working. I mean... If I'd it doesn't work for Pop, it's not going to work for a guy whose name I forgot during the segment. <laughs> Boylan. No, Pop should, should retire anyway. But I think the larger issue is that, you know, they had played a back-to-back, and he's forcing them to practice, and it's just not something that... They beat OKC the night before. And they, they had a double-double, and, like, NBA players don't practice on after a double-double. That's not what a double-double is in the NBA. Oh, yeah. sorry. I mean, just, just, <laughs> just a double, back a double to back header. To back. Sorry, double header. Double that's what header. I meant. Yeah. I was like, wait, they had a coffee? Double Every, double? No, everyone on the team had ten <laughs> po- at least 10 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, I was like, wow, 10 at points, least. 10 rebounds. Or and they still lost. 10 still blocks, lost. 10 assists, you know, or 10 points, 10 steals, whatever it is. Dominant, but lost. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, speaking of phenomenal, coming up next, it will be our guest of the week, Dave Brown. This is big time now. We got Dave Brown here with us. And we'll talk to him about some sports and life. In a general. giant, so to speak. A giant that he is. A New York A giant minute. of his industry. Yes, a what? New York minute that he is. Wait, I hope he's more than a New York minute. No. Okay. <laughs> what is a New York minute? Not a long time. No, a New York minute is a long time, but it feels fast in New York. That's right. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's not bad. Dave Brown, man. <laughs> I think he wants to be New York. Maybe. Maybe. Stay tuned here on Hot Sauce Sports. And welcome back here to Hot Sauce Sports as we are now in this, the middle part of the sandwich of Hot Sauce as both these clowns to my left are on their phones probably texting each other or something, something, something. Get us out of Did here. Did you see how thick it was? Yeah, oh. yeah. It was nice. I mean, not the tallest, but no, it was good though. So we have PZ, Terry Tam, Duke in the uh, throne and Eagle in the nest. Eagle. the P's in girth. <laughs> I'm sure you do. The oomph and girth. And now we welcome in our next guest here on Hot Sauce Sports, uh, a man that Terry Tam knows very well. Former Giants quarterback. Former Giants quarterback from Duke <laughs> University. <laughs> Took a vicious, vicious shot back in his rookie year with the Giants. Uh, Dave Brown with us. <laughs> he was resorted to a career radio. <laughs> Dave Brown yeah, for exactly. Exactly. You guys have to call my agent to put this one through, but it, it all went through all right. 
<laughs> Dave Brown from AMI, which stands for Accessible Media Inc. Uh, Dave, uh, tell us about AMI and what this is all about for you in terms of this path of radio. So we do a, a daily talk show where we talk about basically everything. But AMI's core purpose is to do a lot of coverage around disability issues, accessibility issues, but they give me total editorial freedom. So uh, we do as we please. We just like to make sure we're talking about new ideas, new people and fun stuff. And we enjoy it every day. So take us into this world though. Like, uh, Do you tackle the hardcore issues when it comes to these sort of elements that you discuss uh, with this whole process? Yeah, you, you have to, 100%. I mean, there's there are a lot of issues that are pressing around disability and accessibility that exist inside the world right now. I mean, me, I, I'm, I'm legally blind. Um, so it's not something that, that I thought about a lot during my life. But when I started going down this career path, I realized there were all these stories to tell. I mean, the, the unemployment rate for people with disabilities in Canada is 50%. I mean, that's a staggering number. And in a lot of cases, it, it's situations where people can't even get into the buildings to get jobs. And, you know, that's an issue we need to talk about. Poverty issues are are a big deal. But the the other side of it, too, is sport is a huge part of accessibility and disability as well. I mean, the Paralympic movement is growing all the time. We have the opportunity to interview current Paralympic athletes, former Paralympic athletes, and talk about the movement there, too. So there's so much going on there, and it's, it's, it's a great pleasure to do what we do. But we also enjoy it when we bring a guy like Terry on, talk about uh, college football and pro football at Thanksgiving. So a bit of freedom. It's good for everybody. You sure you have the right guy in Terry to talk about those sports? <laughs> I mean, his, his Amari Cooper take uh, proved to be a little bit off kilter, but, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't hold one bad take against somebody. I was fucking wrong about Amari Cooper, man. Yeah, so was I. Holy shit. But to be fair, Terry, you're that usually game. wrong about football, yeah, so that wasn't surprising. Yeah, <laughs> um, he had those Cole Beasley blinders on. You know, like, it's hard, man. <laughs> it's true. I love Cole Beasley. Alan Hearns. So, what I want to ask Dave to start off with is, uh, as uh, a former teammate, how do, how do you still feel about Kerry Collins at the moment? I'm kidding, of course. Uh, for those for those uh, who haven't got the joke yet, Dave, this isn't the Dave Brown, ex-quarterback of the Giants. Dave, you are a huge football fan, however. Uh, you said you had an interesting idea about who you'd like to play, who you'd like to see in the Super Bowl. Uh, so who who is it that you'd like to talk about today? Well, you know, they always talk about in the media how sometimes we're, we're storyline guys, we're narrative guys. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's so many interesting matchups coming down the pipeline here. And, you know, one of them that I think about a lot is the possibility of a Philip Rivers, Drew Brees Super Bowl. Wow. I mean, Philip Rivers is the guy who knocked Drew Brees out of that job in San Diego. And and that that changed the face of the New Orleans franchise to bring in Drew Brees after that situation. And that isn't to say Philip Rivers has been a bad quarterback, but, you know, that narrative writes itself not to mention it, it would be two great offenses going toe-to-toe. And, you know, we do love a Super Bowl where some points are on the board. You know, actually, you know who ruined that? It was Nick Seaman's doctor in Miami that said, no, we can't clear Drew Brees. Oh, oh it's Dolphins Dolphin fan that's a knife right. in my heart. Oh, there he goes. Dolphins fan. There yeah. you go. Same here, buddy. Like I feel peace. you. Jesus, I peace. feel you. <laughs> hey, but those Dante Culpepers were so good. Yeah, exactly. Was they weren't good. Great years. They were terrible. How about the Matt Moore? It wasn't years. It was, it was games. He played, <laughs> he played eight very <laughs> mediocre games. Those three quarters. Yeah. Dave, do you think that the Chargers can, uh, can get through to the AFC to get to the finals? You know, it's 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 almost a bit unfair. They're, they they're likely going to finish with the second best record in the conference, and they're going to have to go on the road all three yeah. games to start there. So that's what makes the game tomorrow against Kansas City such a big game. But I I, I love their pass rush. You're telling me that I get Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa coming off the edge with Derwin James patrolling the middle of the field at safety. I mean that that to me, guys, is just a dangerous, dangerous combination. So it's not just the offense. I mean, because I mean the running back situation is pretty banged up right now, but they have an opportunity to to get after any quarterback just the way the Broncos did a few years ago. Just uh looking at the, some of the teams you talked about, you talked about perhaps seeing a Rivers and Breeze uh, showdown um in the in the Super Bowl and perhaps uh throw Tom Brady into that mix. We obviously can never count him out. Uh, does this feel like the dying stand, however, for the old guard at quarterback with the, the up-and-comers like, like Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff? Carson Wentz. You, you, 
Yeah, you know, you know, it, it's it's funny. Even even someone like Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. These guys are not young quarterbacks either. I mean, Rodgers just signed the big extension, but the reality is there might only be four or five years left there. So we do see guys like Jared Goff emerging, Pat Holmes emerging, Andrew Luck. I got my issues with Andrew Luck and some of the hype he gets, but the reality is like. That's the future of the position. I mean, the reality is, I mean, how long is it till Cam Newton's going to be 30? Is Cam Newton already on the other side of 30? The reality is, like, the position is going to need to evolve. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if guys like Matt Ryan are going to be the guys to take up the mantle, quite mm-hmm. frankly. So in five years' time, Dave, who will have a Lombardi ring on their finger? Will it be Pat Mahomes? Will it be Deshaun Watson? Carson Wentz when he actually plays? Or even, for that matter, Mitch Trubisky? Or Jared Goff. Out of those five guys, who do you think will have a ring in five years' time? Oh, Mo, thank you so much for saying the name Deshaun Watson. This guy is a pleasure to watch play football. I mean, the, the games last year when he emerged, the game against New England, the game against Seattle, and then it tears the knee in practice, comes back a bit slow this year. What, nine-game winning streak? Last week they were in the game. Deshaun Watson, a guy – can go toe-to-toe with Alabama one year, beat him the next year. The reality is Deshaun Watson is the truth. The guy's grit. And that Houston defense, it's it's somewhat old and somewhat young. It's hard to get a read on. But the reality is where they stand right now, they could even be a dark horse this year in the playoffs. They could be one year, and Deshaun Watson's going to have a ring on that finger. I think so, too. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. I love watching him play. You know, he can move around. He doesn't really just run around a lot. He sticks in the pocket. He's got good receivers, though, at least to give the ball to. But for the most part, I think he's probably – he's up there, man, with those guys. I think he's the top two of those of that list that you named. Uh, well, look, one thing to look at here, Dave, when you look at this current structure of the NFL playoffs, what we're forecasting, uh, I mentioned this on a tweet earlier this week. Wildcard Weekend could very well have Pittsburgh, Dallas, Chicago, Seattle. And out of those four teams, I think one of those four teams is going to their respective conference title game. Do you, do you think it could be the Cowboys? Could it be the Bears, Seahawks, or even the Steelers for that matter? You know, what's the total number of interceptions for Chicago's defense right now? I believe it's 23. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that is just incredible. And, and they've, you know, when Terry was on my show, I talked about the investment Chicago's put in their defense. Roquan Smith was maybe the best defensive player in the draft last year, Kyle Fuller it took four or five years for him to get there. But the reality is he's controlling the field in a great way. They go, they make the trade for Khalil Mack. They're doing the things they need to do. To, to Again, I, I don't mean to use that Denver comparison again. But the reality is your quarterback can be a bit Trubisky-esque. And you can win games if your defense is holding teams under 10 points. And sure, they may not get a ton of home field advantage. It may be gone after one weekend for them. But but defense travels and defense plays in domes. Defense plays on the road. Defense will play in California. I mean, I mean I'm sure L.A. would love that rematch after last Sunday to prove something. But you got to think there's at least a little bit of fear that exists in their mind. Dave, I, I, got, a, I got a bit of a beef with you. I th- I am uh, gonna okay. Call- gonna gonna call you out here. You need to defend your burger, your National Cheeseburger Day post where you said your burger was <laughs> a sourdough bun, medium well burger, uh, Havarti cheese, bacon, tomato, pickles, hot pepper, mustard, guacamole, and tzatziki. That's all right though. Oh, guacamole and tzatziki. That might be good. Yeah, man. Nah. First of all, next week. First of all, it's not a bur- It's not a delicious hamburger unless there's a fried egg. You need oh. a fried egg on that burger. Oh. It's delicious. What do you mean? Oh, it's delicious. And you need to serve the burger so that it is just not hot enough to melt the peanut butter because you don't want runny peanut butter. You're putting but, peanut butter in your oh, burger? Oh, absolutely. It's I've heard of that. I've tried that before. Yeah. It's not that Bacon, bad. Bacon, peanut Fuck butter, that. fried egg, cheese, delicious. No, I, I like I like Dave's burger. I just you're think wrong. I would, I would take you're out the wrong, tzatziki. You're wrong, Terry. i take out the tzatziki. And yours, and I'm Greek yeah, because I like guacamole in a burger more than I like tzatziki in a burger. So defend, defend your burger, Dave Brown. So one of the things I like about that combo, especially when you mix the tzatziki and the guacamole, it creates this kind of like pesto mayo, but it's spicy and you put it on the bottom of the bun and it's really good. Then when you have like the pickles and the hot pepper, it gives it that salt and that burn on the top of the burger. Havarti cheese, nice and neutral. And the sourdough bun. I mean, I mean you guys are Montrealers. You guys have been yeah. to Capoli. How good is a burger on a sourdough bun? It I, is the I, best I, bun. 
it, like it's incredible. It's incredible. So I get that I'm maybe throwing a few too many condiments into the mix. It's funny. One of my buddies as a chef was like, what are you doing medium well? You should do it medium rare. I'm like, Agreed. guys, it's not a steak. It's a burger. It's a burger. I don't want to get food poisoned. You guys enjoy all the E. coli. I'm going to keep it pretty clean over here. <laughs> medium uh, rare for burger always. That's another place where you're on. So, so Dave, I want to... You know, you know they won't let you do that in Ontario? In Ontario, when you get a ground beef burger, you must get it well done. Why? They're, it's a great quality, yeah. I think it's a Ontario yeah, it's food Ontario thing, yeah. Good. They got to yeah. stop. They got to stop controlling everything. Well, let people wanna, order what they want to order. You want to talk about? Sorry. Well, in Quebec, right? For a while, talk about was not allowed into the province of Quebec because the quality, the quality of meat, meat yeah. was not. Yeah, and then we do we have fixed higher, ourselves, and we allowed talk about. No, no, we have awesome. a higher standard of meat than they, <laughs> yeah, they, they have. Exactly, quality. that's the problem. <laughs> Listen, you gotta you, you you gotta you gotta play the asshole roulette known known as Taco Bell. Because if the five of us are gonna go, two of us are gonna speaking, end up in the hospital. Okay, speaking of the asshole roulette, uh, Dave, I know you have some strong opinions on uh, the college football uh, playoff reform. Oh, Terry, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, guys, I apologize. I know you talked about it last week, but even a week and a half later, I'm still so hot. I, I just I despise the idea. The University of Central Florida hasn't lost a game in two years. They beat Auburn last year in a bowl game. The team that beat the two team, the two teams in the final. It's it's crazy to me UCF's not in. But you know what, boys? I'm not someone who just bitches without a solution. I believe in life you need to be solution focused to be a great broadcaster and, quite frankly, to be a great person. So, college football playoff reform, guys. I've got two ideas. One is really controversial. I'll save that one for the end. But let's start with this a 16-team tournament. Now, we're looking at a situation where we're taking the 10 FBS conference winners. So all of those FBS teams, we're not bringing an FCS. That's too crazy. All 10 of those teams, automatic buy, just like the NCAA basketball tournament. Then we're allowing six at-large bids. So that's where last year, you know, Alabama would get in on the at-large bid. Notre Dame this year would get in on the at-large bid because God knows Notre Dame was, is never going to join a conference because they're a bunch of cowards. And then, no, 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 I know. Money. That's money. <laughs> no, no, I know what you guys are saying. Dave, player safety, it's going to mess up the games. It's crazy. Well, no, 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 it's for the student uh, athlete here. They have exams to worry about. You know? <laughs> never, exactly, yeah. never can they ever go from exams to playing a bowl game for three weeks here. Let's not call them students. You know, I if, if you get concussions for 11 straight weeks, how are you going to do your, your geometry exam? I get it. I get it. Mm. West so Virginia what we're going to do 16, so they would have been in the playoff in this game. It, it, and, and that would have been – Will Greer was such an exciting quarterback all year. I would I would have loved to see yeah. West Virginia get in. So, guys, here's the deal. We're going to change the schedule a bit. We're going to get rid of three non-conference games. We're not looking at one non-conference game. So if Michigan wants to play Notre Dame or Florida wants to play Florida State, we can keep these traditional rivalries in. But what I really wanted to get to here is nine conference games and then a conference championship. So now we've played 11 games, right? We're in good shape. We take a week off after the conference championship, and now we do the one-and-done tournament. The first two games are done with home field advantage based on your ranking. And the reality is for those teams who might have only gotten to play 11 games, during that during the time when they know they're not going to be a playoff team, they can go schedule that extra non-conference game at the end of the year. Yeah, they can yeah. line their pockets and stuff. It's in the student section. And then, the, and then the situation is there can still be bowl games at the end of the year. We move the final four into the same bowl game format. Bada-bing, bada-boom. We're making more money. We've got a just system. Here we go. Well, so that's what we're doing next year. A just system where they make more money and still don't pay the players, however. <laughs> Justice with, uh, with quotation marks well, around the, it. The, the report came out today from The Athletic that now the ADs are going to try to push for an eight-team playoff format. Oh, there you go. That's good. In the next three, four years ago. Why wait eight years? Let's do it in the next two to three years. So if that happens, maybe uh, – Dave's idea will come to fruition. We'll go Dave, to a, hopefully you'll get some a credit. A 64 there. team college football playoffs will <laughs> end in early May. All I know is if we had that this year, the rightful champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to lose to Clemson. What was, that, uh, what was that controversial idea that you had, Dave? <laughs> okay, this, this one is from our friends over in European soccer. Oh Relegation. Peas so, already tuned out. Uh, you said what? European what? <laughs> yeah. Soccer. European football. Sorry, European football. My apologies. My apologies. Uh, so we're going to relegation. So if we're going to be in a situation where the committee 
is going to say, oh, you play in a smaller conference, you don't get to be in the tournament, we just don't consider you the same way. Well, here's the deal. When you're successful like UCF, like you are in two years, we're going to do relegation. When you've been successful like Houston was, when Tom Herman was the coach there, sorry, Kansas, you're out of the Big 12 at the end of the year, Houston's in, so maybe it's not going to lead to year-in-year-out justice, but at least it's a situation where we're, we're reforming and giving opportunities. And by the way, I want to make sure this won't apply to other sports. It's just conference realignment inside yeah, football. Unfortunately, Dave, the reality is that a lot of the schools are tied, are, are bound to state laws. So wherever Oklahoma were to go, Oklahoma State would have to be part of it. Same thing with Texas, same thing in Kansas with Kansas State. So this whole idea of, of, of relegation promotion will never yeah, I don't fly. think it would ever work, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of schools are tied it's a good by idea, state though. laws. I, like, I mean, I like it I like it in its concept. Yeah. In the SWA, you know it's never yeah. going to work. Not only that. Fly. Yeah, I don't think it will fly. fly. Yeah, yeah, but not only that is that it's in the NCAA, you, you're, some teams build for four years to get to that championship, Yes, right? that's so, Sun Belt title game. Yeah, so they're going to have to, <laughs> with their juniors, with their freshmen, they're going to have to stay in the top conference. It'll be a little tough. What would be crazy, though, is like you have a solid team but it just didn't work out. You got a couple injuries. You finished the end of the conference. Then next season, half yeah. your team transfers out because you're being relegated it's to true, a conference. Transfer, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dave Brown from AMI. Dave, what do you have lined up next in the next few weeks? Well, you know, tomorrow we're going to be doing a great show about shopping local ahead of the holiday season, the value of supporting local businesses. Uh, later in the week, we're going to be talking about employment issues for people with disabilities. Uh, we've actually got a, a buddy of mine coming on in a couple of weeks to talk about the Rocky movies and you know what they mean as a collective. And then going to the New Year's, uh, we're going to do one about uh, losing some weight, some New Year's resolutions, good tips to get back into the gym. We've got lots of good stuff coming down the pipeline. Oh, we've got a, docu- a documentary filmmaker talking about a film we made about the dangers of the hipster pet known as pug dogs or my brother my brother and our producer slash graphicist owns a pug and he is the worst hipster he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's probably pissing all over my carpet right now he looks like a hipster <laughs> right now guaranteed uh dave jeans, brown jeans, sorry go the jeans get skinnier when you got pugs <laughs> That's exactly uh dave brown from ami here on hot sauce sports day thank you so much for joining us today Hey, boys, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. So glad you guys got this thing off the ground. The show sounds great. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks, thanks Dave. a lot, buddy. Dave Brown from AMI. Coming up next, the final turn of Hot Sauce Sports. And uh, I devouring some hot sauce, which would be like milk to me. Stay tuned here on Hot Sauce so, so he's not a quarterback? No. Okay. Right, welcome back here to Hot Sauce Sports. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, IG, the whole nine. You can follow our handles as well. PZFPF, Terry Tam, at MoCon19. And a few other things as well. As you see the s- scroll of names and contacts, they can go through. Uh, just to wrap up with the headlines, let's dive back into it. Uh, boredom for baseball. Uh, they're in Las Vegas. MLB GMs and owners the whole nine. That's just an excuse for them to get hookers, right? Yeah, maybe. Or just go over to Mandalay Bay. Go catch the Knights game. Buy Raiders uh, season tickets. Who knows? All right, so gentlemen, quickly here. Bryce Harper's new home will be where? Fuck, that's a good one, man. I, I mean, I like I like him going to Pittsburgh, uh, something like that. Maybe an outside, maybe a, maybe a team on the other in the other side. Um, what other teams have money? I mean, what other teams have Phillies? My guys, well, thanks for stealing my fire. I said, I no worries, man. That's but the Phillies, do. Phillies are 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 the uh, obvious pick. Yes, because it's in the same division. You know, I mean, yes, and so they have the money to do it. They have the money to do it. It's an obvious and pick. it's it's a traditionally good baseball of course, yeah. city and Great baseball market. team. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going They've with had six very successful years, and they're looking to get back. And I think they have a team maybe missing one piece, like Bryce Harper, to do it. But Bryce Harper is always going to be the second best player in the league. Yeah. To Mike Trout? Yeah. It's tough to be better than I mean, Mike it's be not, better that's than Mike not Trout. that bad to be. No, but I'm saying, imagine what Mike Trout's worth, you know? And he's yeah. 23. It's okay, Scott getting both paid. What, he's 23, Mike What's Trout. crazy is that whatever Bryce Harper gets will be the value of the next MLB franchise through expansion. Like one, like two player, fourths yeah. of it. Like yeah. if it's 400 million he gets, that's half a value of it's half. It's half what it's costing the NHL to, to launch us to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, what, what were we calling them again? The, Supersonics. The Seattle, <laughs> Washington Capitals, but in capitals. Yes. Washington, <laughs> Washington Caps Capitals. <laughs> uh, last topic, guy. Uh, who do you not want to face in the NFL? Okay, so I saw this in Bleacher Report when we were talking about the Seattle Seahawks are the team you don't want to face the playoffs. I love that because it, that's just a way to say a team is mediocre. Yes. So let me put it this way, Terry. I look at it and I say, 
the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Because your offense is just crappy enough to beat you. They'll bore you to death. You will fall asleep. <laughs> you will get sacked. You will lose the game. Baltimore Ravens are my team that you don't want to play against, but they're not as good as the teams you actually don't want to play against. Baltimore Ravens. So we spoke about San Diego earlier in the in the, in the, the show with Dave Dave. Padres with Dave, and I think yeah, the Padres. <laughs> <coughs> I think I think San Diego. The, the LA, the, the LA team Chargers. Has Diego, the Chargers. I think the Chargers are the team you don't want to play in the playoffs. I think because they're sneaking kind of under the radar. Uh, they're not going to win the division. So you're not going to actually have fun with this. You're going to just. He using oh, four okay. cliches so right would now. Be, I wouldn't want really? I wouldn't want to play anybody. All right, because, because winning because winning yeah. is, is better when you don't play a team. Just get forfeits. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't play with you because you're not nice. Exactly, and then you just win the championship yeah. and you get the awards. I don't want to play Cleveland Browns, man. I wouldn't want to play the Cleveland Browns. No, either. man. They're fucking they tough to play. No, to play them, though. Seven teams beat them. So About four, like yeah, five they, four teams didn't. Yeah, five, five were like <laughs> overtime losses. One team also didn't. Also didn't. didn't. They, should they, be, did. they should be 10-2-1 two, and one in my books. They lost five oh, overtime so games. Anyway. The Dolphins, should, true, no, the yeah. Dolphins should always be 17-0 then. You know, but they have they have a good, they have a good thing going now. They yeah, could have won that division if they had won a couple of those games. Yeah, if Hugh Jackson to go Hugh Jackson third person. He was going to run the show Hugh didn't pull a Hugh. That was a classic line that he used after the Raiders press conference 2011. All right, uh, let's go into the last segment here. Uh, truth Second or... Last more, Second to last, more. You're going to pay off of debt. I know. So Last segment of what we have to do here. Truth or Poblano, is that what it's called? Poblano. Yeah? Poblano's a hot spice, yeah. Okay, very Section well then. So, so I'm going to read just out... Just a funny pepper. I'm going to read out some universities, hypothetical or real universities. So give us an example. Because the goal is... give you an example. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to say... Kaka University, you're going to tell me if it's real or not. Oh, okay, like a, a fictional, non-fictional. Yeah, fictional Truth or Poblano. Yeah. Real or Poblano. <laughs> the thing is, Mo's known as like the sports almanac, and I'm known as an idiot. So, so <laughs> I, I'm convinced the idiot well, hold on here. Uh, will before beat we go, the almanac. Dude, there's no alcohol in those uh, hot sauces, are there? No, no, don't worry. Don't. I, don't take, I don't drink alcohol, right? So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we know. All right, perfect. It's good, man. It's from good Mexico. Man. There's no good alcohol man. in Mexico. <laughs> Never. It's just worms that are filled with alcohol. Never. Okay, here we go. The worms drank it all. So, okay, first college. Ready? Just like the cigarette, Marlboro College. Marlboro is absolutely real. Their logo is a camel. Uh, <laughs> that's why you know it's a real school, because Marlboro would never have camels on their package. Mo? Non-fiction. Uh, sorry, fictional. Fictional. So it's real. Yeah! It's real. Uh, Mar- Marlboro, Vermont. But the reason why you never heard of it, Mo, is because they have 195 students. Their <laughs> oh, mascot... Yeah. Is their mascot Camel? Is the fighting dead tree? (laughs) What What the fuck is that? How can be both dead and fighting? (laughs) It's a zombie tree. What the fuck? A real field hockey powerhouse. Okay, cool. Next school. Yes, Southwestern Community College. Southwestern Community College. Yeah, is real. Their their team name <laughs> is the Southwest Sauce, and it's, bu- it's sponsored by Subway. Subway runs the school. I thought that I'm too. gonna go with that. I'm gonna go real. Real? Okay, it is a real community college. There's a few Southwestern community colleges actually. Uh, this one that I found is, lo- is located in, in Iowa, Creston, oh. Iowa, and their team name is the Spartans. Oh, oh. how so original! So Subway, original. Has, yeah, yeah. Subway has original. a lot of Spartans in Iowa, so yeah. Subway hasn't bought the school yet. Exactly, yeah. pretty okay. much. Yeah. So next one. Mo? Yes. Bees. Central Northwestern University. That's too many directions. There's no way that's real. <laughs> that's bullshit. No way. Directionless. Central Northwestern Central University. Central Northwestern. Is in the Southwest? Um, I cannot answer that question. I'll say it's fictional. It's fictional. Bees, you're saying it's fake? It's, that's why you can't answer the question. Exactly. It's fictional. No, it is fake. But there is a North Central University. <laughs> I mean, that's one less direction. That's one less direction. <laughs> okay, you ready for this one? Yes. Quickly East here. West University. East West University is absolutely it's an absolutely a thing. Their mascot is just it's two real. arrows pointing <laughs> in opposite directions. I'll go with the same thing. So it's real? Yes. Okay. It is real, but it is not located in the US or in Canada. It is located in Dhaka of Bangladesh. Oh, Obviously. oh yeah. yes, it's a real quick power. Also, there's also a north south university. All right. Very well, original. Known as the I mean, we have these before we get to the hot sauce. Okay, challenge. last one. Yes. So the South Harmon Institute of Technology. Yes, that's real. That's real. real. That's real. Absolutely that's real. That's so real. I see the commercial for it. Yeah, okay. It's actually not real. <laughs> it is fictional from a movie called Accepted. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a great movie. Starring, oh. yes. starring yes, right. Jonah Hill and I, Justin Long. That's a good movie, yeah. And their and their mascot was a sandwich. That's right. And they were called with the abbreviation shit sandwiches. Yeah. But so and they had brown as the team colors. Exactly, that's yeah. right. But how how can you say in one breath that it's fake and in the next breath that Jonah Hill and just along with there? It's a very good point, but it was also a fake university in the movie. All right. So it was, it was a double fake. All right, boys. So thank you for partaking. Thank you.
Uh, is now looks like more the... lost than the bet, however. Yeah, because it looks like it. I won by one. Okay, Mo, ready for so this? So what's in this... Co- um, Duke, what's in this uh, hot sauce? Uh, uh, it's it's a what combination happened? of uh, spices, Mo, and one of them specifically is really crusty. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> it's habanero crust. All right, here we go. Uh, for all those... Thank you to the New York Knicks for screwing me over. Yeah. The, Ra- the Raiders won. The Raiders won. Are you now a fan of the Oakland Raiders? No, I told you. Until Caveman Green is gone, I am not a Raider fan. Here we go. Drink your sauce. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. So, <laughs> how, how do we end the show? We usually we drink it and then you end the show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for watching. For Mokan, that's his face. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Tweet at us, Facebook at us. We'll be back next week. Wherever you are, whether you're walking, skiing, shoe, uh, snowshoeing, jogging, biking, driving, taking the bus, having a hot sauce, subway, Whatever it is, follow us. Give us a listen because we are Hot Sauce Sports. And remember, subscribe because that's how we get paid. Straight cash, homie. More people talking. (laughs) Bye for now. What money? Hot Sauce Sports.